this is the Go Blue Crew. Hey, Derek, I know that you have no idea what we're about to talk about. Would you like to talk about football? Yeah, let's talk about football. That's fine with me. Okay. Well, I made an executive decision beforehand that we're actually going to start with basketball. So okay, that's fine. I, yeah, I wanted to make you. I wanted to make it make you feel like you were part of the decision, because I'm a nice person like that. But uh, so kind. That, well, there's a lot of positive stuff to talk about with basketball as opposed to football. So I think we should be excited about this opportunity. Michigan lost to Purdue last time out. We're not even going to talk about that. Eight games left, including Monday night. Well, I mean, the Wolverines. What do they look like through these final eight games? Man, it's tough. I mean, without talking too much about that Purdue loss, it was a big opportunity that Michigan had on the road. Wish they could have pulled that off, but now it's really time to to take care of business. You have eight games remaining. A lot of the games left on the schedule look like winnable games. Uh, The only ranked matchup right now is on February 18th uh, against Ohio State. Uh, Remember, they blew a huge lead at Ohio State, so hopefully Michigan can beat the Buckeyes at home. But I'm thinking you've got to win six of eight uh, to stay in the conversation of the Big Ten race. And then obviously with the way Purdue's been playing, uh, Michigan State just beat Maryland. And again, Ohio State top of the conference right now too. To stay in that kind of four-team race right now, uh, you have to keep winning games. So I expect Michigan to to win 50%. I can promise they win 50% of them. I'm just looking for them to win six out of eight or maybe more. The the Ohio State one seems to be the most intriguing. When I look at Kim Palm, though, uh, he gives you know his uh, win probability. The Ohio State game, Michigan has a fifty six percent chance to win, and then you go down to Maryland that last game on the road. That's forty four percent, and I'm sure it has pretty much everything to do with the fact that it's on the road. So, is I mean, it, you want to say Ohio State's the quote-unquote biggest game left because it's a ranked matchup and Michigan has something to prove after blowing that huge lead the first time. But are you looking at perhaps Maryland or anyone else as being a significant trap? Well, I look at teams like Penn State, even Northwestern, uh, and then also Maryland are are teams who maybe a little bit uh, out of the race in terms of their schedules left to win the Big Ten, but they're teams that are looking to get into the NCAA tournament. Uh, Maryland had only dropped one game at home all season until losing to, to MSU at home today. So I think that's one of the reasons I'd be interested to see if that number changes after the, the home loss against Michigan State to see if Michigan has a, a little bit bigger of a chance to go win one on the road. But I mean, I, I look at any of the road games left, uh, which is you got two home back to back, but then you're traveling to Northwestern, traveling to Wisconsin, who still they haven't shown much this season, but a hard place to play. And then you're traveling to Penn State and traveling to Maryland to to end the season. To end the season on two road games is already tough. Teams are going to give you everything they have, especially a Penn State or a Maryland who, who might be on the bubble. And so I think every game is important, but if I were to pick one, I am going to have to go with that last game at Maryland because I think it determines the seed for the Big Ten tournament. I think it gives uh, Michigan momentum going into the Big Ten tournament and then ultimately, hopefully, the NCAA tournament if they can end the season with a couple of road wins back-to-back. You know, for me, it just feels really good to be at this point in the season and we're not talking about what Michigan has to do to get off the bubble and get into the NCAA tournament. Because barring some kind of collapse through these final eight games, I mean, Michigan is going to be in. 
And you got to count on, well, I don't want to say count on, but look forward to perhaps um, another decent run in the Big Ten tournament to boost up their seeding in the NCAA tournament. So I just think that's awesome that we are at this point in the season. It's not like, okay, Michigan needs to go on the road and beat this team and this team. And then obviously they need to hold home court against this team and this team and this team. We're not there. It's just like win some games, continue to look pretty good, perhaps bolster yourself as you head into the postseason and see what the heck happens. That's awesome. So I, I feel really confident, and I say that they're going to win 50%, so that's four out of the eight. Uh, I, I hope that they can win six out of the eight. Um, but I look at the loss at Nebraska, uh, where it seemed like Michigan could get nothing going right, and that scares me a little bit because although Nebraska has has played pretty well this season, they're listed above Michigan in the Big Ten rankings because of that, um, that win, half game ahead. It's really hard to know what Michigan team you're going to get because there have been multiple games again this season, as every season as John Beeline and as the head coach, where Michigan has these really bad scoring droughts. And then you get a game where you lose on the road to Purdue and both teams don't miss for what seemed like 15 minutes straight, uh, but it wasn't enough to overcome a deficit uh, that Michigan had had uh, had seen in the first half of that game. So I think you've really got to take care of business at home. That'll go a lot, long way in the rankings, uh, just taking care of business at home. And then obviously any road win in the Big Ten uh, is very important as well. So I'm excited to, to see these last eight games, and I'm hoping that because of the close losses to Purdue, both games where Michigan had a chance to win, I'm hoping we see that team uh, because if that team comes out on the floor, they're going to be everybody left on the schedule, including Ohio State in my opinion. Okay, I have a little bit of a story that seems like it's not related to anything, but I promise I'm going to be able to wrap it back to relevancy. So today, being Sunday, I was unable to watch Maryland and Michigan State because I turned on CBS and instead of a basketball game, it was a vacuum infomercial, which those are kind of cool, you know, to see how powerful vacuums are. And you're like, oh my God, I need one of those. And, and infomercials, uh, you know, if I watched them all the time, would, would bankrupt me, literally. But the reason I bring that up is because I saw a graphic on Twitter that had Maryland's resume on it. And under bad losses, it listed Michigan. And I was like, what? You, you consider going to Michigan and losing a bad loss? I does Michigan is Michigan a little bit disrespected at this point in the season still, despite some pretty big wins. I mean, I know you've mentioned, and I agree, you know, one hundred percent. Like there are some there are some games where you look at them, you're just like they're not able to do anything. But for the most part this season, they've looked pretty freaking good, including twice against Purdue. So is are the Wolverines a little bit disrespected? Yeah, what's interesting about that is they looked great against MSU on the road, beating a top five team, uh, and, and it looks like a pretty good conference at the top uh, away from home. But yeah, a bit I think so, but I also think it's because of those losses at Nebraska and how they looked against a, a team like North Carolina, who has now proven not to really look that good. I think they've dropped two in a row, but they took care of business in, in games where they should have. I think the a couple of games they lost, including both Purdue games, are, are games that you expected them to lose. But maybe the bad loss is because of the way Maryland lost the game uh, in a game where it seemed like Michigan 
should not win a game where Michigan literally stole the win with a with a foul at the end there, and, and obviously two clutch free throws. Credit where credit's due, they got the win. So that could be a reason why it's considered a bad loss. But again, Maryland is one of those teams, and I'll go ahead and say Nebraska, uh, even Indiana, uh, Penn State, Northwestern, and Maryland are teams who aren't that far out of uh, that fourth place spot, and that fourth place spot likely gets into the tournament. Uh, just because it's very unusual for only three or four teams only to get into the the NCAA tournament. So everybody's playing for a spot in. It doesn't seem like Michigan's on the bubble. I do not think they are even close to the bubble as of now. But yes, these next eight games, if you lose half of them, uh, it depends who you lose to. But there's a lot of new teams on the schedule. You see Northwestern for the first time. I believe you see Minnesota for the first time, Wisconsin for the first time. You haven't seen Iowa for a while or Ohio State for a while. And then Penn State, I mean, those are a lot of new teams on the schedule, many of those that I already mentioned that are playing for that fourth spot. So I think they're disrespected because they haven't had that second big win. I think one of those Purdue uh, games with a win, I think you're you're looking at an entirely different conversation because they beat two top five teams in a year. But with losses all the way back to LSU, the, the hard loss at North Carolina – uh, giving up a lot of points in the second half to Ohio State, and then obviously that Nebraska one. I think those losses would be considered bad losses for for Michigan, and those do hurt uh, when there's a lot of teams competitive at the end of the season. You know, you keep mentioning that Michigan you think is going to lose half of these games, or you expect them to lose half of these games going down the stretch. Like what? That seems a little pessimistic to me. <laughs> what's what's giving you that vibe? No, no, no. I never said they would lose. I said I they I expect them to at least win half, and I oh, okay. I more so would think that they're going to win six of eight. And then obviously, as a fan and someone that wants to see them succeed, I would love to see them win uh, seven or, or maybe even all eight of them. No, I I okay. absolutely they in my opinion with what we've seen this season, there's no way they lose more than half of the games remaining on the schedule. But if I had to take a guess or a prediction, I'd say they at least at least, at least <laughs> win six. And my personal opinion is I think they they win seven. I just can't determine where that loss is uh, right now. Maybe for maybe hopefully we don't see it before the next time we talk. But if they haven't lost yet, maybe I'll have a better guess on where that loss comes. Because I do think that there'll be one more blemish on the schedule. Oh, well, at least I didn't hear you correctly. <laughs> that was, uh, I, I'm sorry, I thought that was you saying that Michigan was going to win half of these games, hence losing four. And I was like, where are these four losses coming from? No, no, yeah, just at the, at the very least. So which, which makes me wonder, what do you, I mean, what do you think? You're looking at eight games on the schedule. Uh, you've, you play Northwestern twice in two games, and traveling to Northwestern never seems to be too difficult. What do you think they do? Do they win six out of the last eight? Is it more? Is it less? I think they win six. And that's going to be a loss to either Ohio State or Maryland. And then I think there's one game in there where Michigan just drops the ball. You know, I think you can probably count on one more of those types of games that makes us maybe wonder momentarily, like, have we been overestimating what this team can do? The answer would be no. But I think you can probably count on one more bad performance, wherever that is. I have no idea. It just it feels like it's out there. Do you think it's a bad performance, like a 20-point loss to a team, or is it a bad performance where never got it going enough to 
to win in the end. Maybe they drop by four to six. It feels like the the second option there. I mean, just you know, perhaps um, an away game at Penn State, or gosh, even on the road at Wisconsin. I know we keep. I feel like we talk about Wisconsin almost as much as we talk about Michigan. Just nobody seems to notice them this season for a decent reason. They're just not very good. But when you go on the road to Wisconsin, as we talked about earlier, it's just a little different environment. And it's like, yeah, Wisconsin may not be up to what it usually is, but you still got to go to the Kohl Center and and play and win. So maybe that's the one where Michigan just doesn't look all that great. I have no idea, though. Yeah, that's one of those games where uh, I don't want to count Wisconsin out because they could go on a tear and, and make a push for the NCAA tournament. But at some point when you realize maybe your season doesn't have a NCAA tournament in its future, those types of games where you can beat a maybe ranked Michigan team uh, and ruin part of their season, those become pretty big games. And when you have when you have athletes like Phil Iverson and Ethan Happ, two players who, who are consistently good for Wisconsin, it's always a dangerous place to play and a dangerous team. I think well-coached just doesn't seem to, to have it going for them this season, but I'm glad we're in agreement. I think six out of eight is a very safe number, and it'll be interesting to see where we stand the next time we talk hoops. Okay, to, to wrap things up here, just give me one player you think Michigan needs to be able to step up in these final eight games. I'm going to go with Isaiah Livers, and the reason I'm going to pick Isaiah Livers is because you know, we talked about him and against Duncan Robinson a couple of podcasts so far this season, but he, he seemed to be pretty non-existent uh, at Purdue. Uh, he had a great game against Purdue the first time around. I uh, played some lockdown de- defense on Vince Edwards. Edwards had 30 points on 9 of 11 shooting. Uh, also got to line quite a bit too and only missed one there. So I would say if there's anyone, I trust Mo Wagner. I trust Abdur Rockman. Um, Xavier Simpson's done enough for me to feel comfortable within at point guard, but Michigan needs that next player. Uh, and I'm turning towards Isaiah Livers because at some point I think also Charles Matthews needs to, to step up, but I'm going to turn to Isaiah Livers because he feels like more of the future than even Charles Matthews is. I think that's a good pick there with Isaiah Livers. I'm going to go with Abdur Rahman because and maybe it's just what, you know, a little bit of nostalgia from what I saw against Purdue, but he seems like a guy who needs to be able to go out and when Michigan needs it, take over on offense and, and pour on the points. Was, is, that's exactly what he did against the Boilermakers and he's well equipped to do it. He can score in a variety of ways. And so I think I'm going to be looking to him through these final eight games to really show something for Michigan. I like it. Do so you have any other any other final thoughts here? No, just uh, everyone stay tuned. I think it's going to be quite the end of the season. I think we'll see some things that we don't expect uh, maybe for some other teams. I think that any team can lose uh, in the Big Ten except for maybe Purdue. Purdue looks so good that it's hard to see uh, them lose even a close game. Uh, but you saw Penn State hit a buzzer beater on Ohio State. So it's as we get closer and closer to March, uh, more craziness ensues. And so I'm excited to see uh, what happens as the Big Ten conference play comes to a close. All right. Well, hey, thanks for checking us out on the Go Blue Crew. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and online at Wolverine Sounds. That's where you can also find us on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at Ty underscore Fenwick, and you can follow Derek at Divine Identity. Thanks for listening. Go blue. Go blue.